You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. I'm really excited about this episode. It's something that's been on my heart for a couple of weeks now, and I've just been coming in contact with a lot of people who are struggling with this particular issue. And so I wanted to put together a masterclass and a compilation of some of the best advice and also to tie in how much this issue affects our health and wellness and our longevity. And this issue that I'm talking about, as crazy as it might sound, is being connected to a greater purpose in our lives. And the research in this topic and how it relates to our health and our longevity is just pretty mind-blowing. And so I want to share with you a brand new study that just came out, and this was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Current Open. And the study revealed that people who didn't have a strong life purpose, which was defined as a self-organizing life aim that stimulates goals, they were more likely to die than those who did, and specifically more likely to die of cardiovascular diseases. The study included nearly 7,000 adults between the ages of 51 and 61 and found that people without a strong life purpose were more than twice as likely to die over the course of the four-year study period compared to those who had one. Now, already this is really mind-blowing to even hear that. Twice as likely to die by not having a life purpose or a mission. Well, what about other risk factors? Like that can't even make any sense. And so they actually address other risk factors as well. And this association between a low level of purpose in life and death remained true despite how rich or poor the participants were, despite how uh, much education they had. So their education level didn't matter. Their race, their gender, none of these factors mattered. The researchers also found that this association was so powerful that life purpose appeared to be more of an important uh, protection against early death than not drinking, not smoking, or even regular exercise program. Life purpose, having a mission in life, was more of a protective factor of longevity than smoking, drinking, avoiding those things, and also uh, regular exercise. Again, it doesn't even make any sense on the surface, but as you dig a little bit deeper, you find out that this is absolutely important, relevant, and a big driver of our health overall. Now, just like people have a basic physical need for things like sleep, food, water, we have a very strong psychological need, and we have a plethora of psychological needs, but the number one psychological need is to have a mission or a purpose that's a driving force. And there's a scientist that was studying this topic related to this particular study that I shared. And he stated that, quote, the need for meaning and purpose is the deepest driver of well-being that there is. And this is what the research is indicating. Now, let's go back for a second, because I think it's really important to highlight this before we dive into the subject matter and to look at how these researchers actually defined purpose. Because I think purpose can be such a overwhelming thing to think about. And what they defined it as was a self-organizing life aim that stimulates your goals. A self-organizing. So this organizes the things throughout your life by itself once you have it that stimulates your goals. So your goals, 
The things that you engage in, your actions in life, your thoughts, your emotions are all self-organized around whatever your mission or purpose is. And so without this, we tend to be very scattered. We tend to be very feeling cut adrift or not connected and not even have particular goals or not be very uh, acclimated to accomplishing those goals because the underlying driving force, that deeper why, that purpose, that mission is not there and solid. And so I wanted to kind of break this down because what we tend to do is we have these terms like purpose or mission, and they're not really well-defined. They can seem, again, very broad. And so to say that it's this underlying self-organizing life aim that stimulates our goals, it brings a little bit more tangibility to it. Now, again, this can be a big undertaking, and this is what I really want to address today, and this compilation to help you to have insight into what that actually is for you. When we think of purpose, many people feel like, I'm not on my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my mission is. Or maybe you feel like you're on your mission, but you're not consistent about being kind of plugged into that and your why can get a little bit fleeting. And so today's episode is really going to help you to really affirm and to get connected to your purpose or to get deeper connected to your purpose. But I wanted to talk about this before we dive deeper into the content. And I think that it's best stated in a quote from Michael J. Fox. I'm talking about the Michael J. Fox, Family Ties. Mallory, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Back to the future? Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. Part one, two, and three, okay? When they went to the Wild West, for whatever reason. And also, Team Wolf. Now. I'm talking about the original Teen Wolf, not the MTV remake. First of all, MTV stands for music television. What happened to the music? Anyways, but he was the original Teen Wolf, all right? Michael J. Fox. And he said, quote, I believe purpose is something for which one is responsible. It's not just divinely assigned, end quote. And this is the real problem because we often believe that our purpose is 100% divinely assigned, right? It's something that we get tapped on our shoulder and we get this download, this divine download telling us what our mission in life is, what our purpose is. And Michael J. Fox stated so beautifully that purpose is something for which one is responsible. You are responsible for determining and deciding what your mission is. This isn't something that just comes from outside of yourself. It's something that you decide within yourself, within your own being. And the beautiful part about this is that it kind of straps a life preserver around us when we jump into the ocean of reality and the world of experience because we can say, I choose this to be my mission. And we can also know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be able to adapt and to change and to decide if I want to be on a different mission. So what you decide on as your mission and purpose right now, it probably won't be the same thing next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, all right? It can change and evolve, and that's a beautiful thing. Again, it gives us that life preserver for when we jump into life's uh, effects of so many different experiences and options and opportunities. And so in just a moment, we're gonna break down what some of those barriers are, because again, I know a lot of people are feeling like this, and knowing that there's really powerful health aspects tied to deciding and tapping into your mission, I think it's even more of a call 
to duty for us to decide and to engage in what our purpose is. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, before we dive into that, I've got to make this clear. Our health, obviously, is intimately tied to the fulfillment of our purpose in life. Without our health, in reality, we can truly, this is a fact, we can only access a fraction of what we're capable of in achieving that purpose. And so the Model Health Show has really been focused on diving in and giving you very tangible insights, tactics, tools for cultivating great sleep quality, great nutrition, great relationships, and all these other areas that matter. And so for me, obviously, I wrote a book called Sleep Smarter because I saw that it was such a huge gaping hole in the marketplace in conversation about health. And, you know, this being something I've been talking about and and working in my clinical practice for, you know, maybe eight years ago is when I flipped this lever in my mind to realize like I need to work with the patients I was working with to improve their sleep quality because everything else is not cutting it. And so I wrote this book and it's really changed the conversation that's out there in the mainstream. And I'm really, really grateful and proud of that fact. Now, there are certain things that I'm a, I'm a big fan of. And one of those things is creating a sleep sanctuary, right? Creating an environment for yourself where sleep is just overflowing. It's, it's the norm. It's the feeling tone because our brains also create a neural association between the spaces that we go into and the behaviors that we engage in, right? There's parts of your brain that are firing whenever you go into your bathroom that just know like, oh, they're going to go and wash their hands or brush their teeth or use the bathroom, you know? And so these neural associations to our bedroom also fire regardless of the activity that we plan to do in there. It's based on our historical use in cultivating these neural associations. And so if we go into our bedroom and our bedroom is a place that's where we watch television, where we're working in the bed, where we are uh, going into our bedroom and you know just reading something on the Kindle, whatever it might be, your brain is creating those neural associations. So if you're doing all of those activities in your bedroom, when you made a decision to, I'm gonna focus on improving my sleep quality, your brain might not wanna cooperate, all right? So I'm an advocate, especially if people have a history of sleep problems, to remove those distractions from your bedroom and keep your bedroom for two things, all right? This the double S, sleep and sex, all right? Just happens to be my initials, all right? Just happens to be Sleep Smarter's initials, they just go together, all right? But real talk, to create that neural association so that your brain knows that this is what this room is about, all right? now. With that said, one of the big issues with that sleep environment, crazy as it sounds, and I was shocked when I saw this research, now again, this is going back many, many years ago, how important the temperature is in helping to regulate our sleep cycles. So the human body goes through this process of thermal regulation, and there's a natural drop in our core body temperature at night to help to facilitate our sleep. There's a shift in the hormones that are produced and enzyme activity that help us to go through our different stages of sleep efficiently. And if we're too hot, if we're running too hot, that can hamper or, and we all have this personal experience, if you're trying to sleep and it's too hot, it just doesn't feel good, all right? It's an uncomfortable experience. No matter where people live in the world, there is a change in temperature during the day versus at night. Even if it's cold outside at certain times of the year, it's gonna be colder in the evening because again, our bodies are, have evolved with having this change in temperature, right? It's another signal to your body that, hey, it's nighttime, 
take your butt to sleep and get some high quality rest. All right. So for me and traveling across the country, moving my entire family uh, from the Midwest to California is a big change. And the environment, obviously, we're in a different house. We're in, you know, the neighborhood is different. There's so much different. But something gave me a little slice of comfort that first night when I got into bed. All right. It was just this neural association that it, it was like it was like a hug from somebody that you love. And it was when I slid into my attitude sheets. All right. Now you might be like, what the is an attitude sheet? These are 100% organic, hypoallergenic, moisture wicking, thermoregulating sheets. These are 100% bamboo lyocell, which is some of the most soft material in the world, soft, silky material. And it's just such a beautiful uh, complimentary experience that I get when I go to bed at night, sliding. It's just this, it's this beautiful, like it's very difficult. I'm smiling so much. It's very difficult to explain or to articulate. People who have the attitude sheets know there's nothing else like it. There's nothing else like it. It's like, like I said, like a hug from somebody you love. All right, slide into those sheets. Now, they're also self-deodorizing sheets, all right? So that can be helpful. They're antimicrobial, so this is another issue with uh, microbes accumulating in our bedding, right? And so, again, like I travel a lot, and it is what it is when I travel, but the thing I miss most, and it's just being real, besides my wife and my kids, I miss my sheets. And I want you to have access to these attitude sheets. And if you don't have them yet, you need to get yourself a set. Just get yourself one set. And the beautiful thing about it is that they have a 30-day sleep trial, right? Sleep on it, dream on it. And if you don't absolutely love them, you can send them back and get a refund, all right? That's how much they know once you sleep in these attitude sheets, the sleep game has changed, all right? So pop over there, check them out right now. It's attitude.com. So it sounds like attitude, it's attitude, right? It's that sleep attitude. That's E-T-T. I-T-U-D-E dot com forward slash model and you get an exclusive 10% off your entire order. So if you want to get a couple sets of sheets and pajamas, they got the pajama jammy jam. All right. Uh, House Party 2, shout out to Kid and Play. All right. They got the pajamas as well with this silky, beautiful material. It just feels, it's so luxurious, but it's affordable, right? If you look at some of the high end sheets that are out there, this Egyptian cotton, like thousand count, It's not even comparable. And this is sustainable material, right? This is good for you, good for your sleep, and good for the environment at a fraction of the cost of those other sheets. All right, so pop over there, check them out. It's attitude.com forward slash model for 10% off. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Life Purpose by Becca's 42033. I love your podcast. My husband introduced me to you, but I have a question. What if there's nothing you have a passion for? No libido, no passion for anything, or I just can't pinpoint it. I'd love some help or a nudge in the right direction. Thank you ahead of time. Wow, that is so powerful and so timely. I literally grabbed this review. It just was the top one that I saw when I opened up my feed, and it just so happened to be today's topic as well. And so... Um, this is your, this is the power that you have as well, because we're all collectively on a bigger mission and purpose together and moments like this can take place. And so, uh, thank you so much for sharing that and asking that question. 
And I believe that today you're going to walk away with something to really help you to connect you to what that is. And everybody, if you've yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the show. All right. I appreciate it so very much. And now let's get to our topic of the day. So today we're talking about how your life's purpose and life's mission is connected to your health and vitality. And also how do we tap into what our life's mission really is. And we've got a compilation of some of the top experts in the world and some of the best advice that we've had here on the Model Health Show for you as a continuous reminder of how powerful you are to affect change in your life and to really embrace what your mission is. And so some people don't really think too much about what their purpose or mission is. I know that this was the case for me uh, for many years, up until about the age of 20 is when I started to think about it in a greater context. And so that's one side of the equation, while there are others who desperately want to uncover what their life's purpose. They're just like, if I just know what my purpose is, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not afraid of the work. I'm not afraid of putting my life's energy into something. I just don't know what it is. And so there's a couple of pieces here to this equation in both of these domains and and why this matters and how we can be kind of disconnected from what this is. Number one, sometimes it could be a lack of experience and exposure, right? So sometimes we're coming into a situation where we don't know what to do because we haven't experienced much. We haven't seen much. We don't know what the possibilities are. And so we'll get caught in our minds in doing the mundane, right? Doing the average, doing the collective of what we see. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but for many of us, if we just have exposure to something more, we can feel that draw. We could feel a greater connection to something because there is so much more that's accessible for us. Now, this leads us to the next issue that can come up for people. And sometimes when grabbing hold and deciding what our purpose is, what our mission is, it can be hard to do because of something called the paradox of choice. All right, the paradox of choice is a great book by Barry Schwartz. And also uh, he did a TED talk as well back in the day uh, talking about this paradox of choice. And basically humans, we like to have choice. All right, I know I do. Don't bring me a menu with one thing. You know, like sometimes you go to like a fancy dinner, they'll just tell you what you're eating. All right, I I want some options, man. You know, we like to have options, but if we have, here's the paradox. Some options, yes. A lot of options, uh, not so much. All right, not so much because we can become debilitated by having too many options at our disposal. And so for some people, that's the issue. There's so many things that they want to do. There's so many things they want to try. There's so many things that they're good at. And so they don't decide on what that one thing is to kind of dive deeper into and use as a motivation. But I'll just give you a little sidebar here. Even the purpose of trying a lot of things, even deciding if that is your purpose and your mission each day is to try new things, have new experiences. That's a great mission to have. And the crazy thing is, if you live your life like that, you're going to find your way into something that really beats your heart, all right? Something that really cultivates your spirit and just juices you up, all right? So the paradox of choice. Sometimes it's a fear of making mistakes that keeps us from tapping into our mission and our purpose, right? I don't wanna mess up. What if I try this thing and I mess up or I make a mistake? And a lot of people who live by this unconscious belief They try something and they stop very quickly, right? They'll try something and then they'll give up because they don't, they're not good at it yet and they don't want to make mistakes. And sometimes it's a fear of making the wrong decision, right? So what if I choose, this is my purpose in life, but it doesn't lead me to the happiness that I'm looking for. 
Many people believe this, and so they don't choose a purpose. And the people that I've talked to, some of the most successful people in the world, many of them have been on the show, they will tell you that they thought that their mission was one thing when they started off, and they might have even loved it, but that evolved, right? Whatever action they took that seemingly led them in the wrong direction was leading them to their purpose. The fact of the, of the matter is that they were in action. They were in movement. They were in a direction. They were giving their life a direction. And that will always lead you to what your purpose and your mission is faster than pining around and sitting back for your purpose to tap you on the shoulder. All right. So I just wanted to give you a couple of those little uh, subconscious beliefs and unconscious barriers that we can unknowingly be carrying that keep us from tapping into what that purpose is. And so just to share with you briefly my story and uncovering what my purpose is, what fuels me today isn't what fueled me in the past. Uh, my initial purpose, like I said, prior to the age of 20, even around that time, you know, I lost my health, which we'll come back to in a moment, but Prior to that, my purpose was to be a good father, right? I had a daughter and I had my son, Jordan, my oldest son, on the way at 20 years old, young, all right? Another, what is that? Uh, another MTV show, Teen Moms, is it? Stop, play music. Anyways, sorry, I'm just, music, television. Okay, I'm done. All right, so here's the thing. My goal, my mission, my purpose was to be a better father, to give them opportunities and exposure and a model that I didn't have. I wanted to be better. I wanted them to know that our environment, because my environment was not very good at the time, all right? At the time, I was in college struggling, and I lived in Ferguson, Missouri at the time. And you might have heard of Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, there was a lot of issues in my community, in my, even in my apartment complex, you know, my college apartment complex, which was a few miles from the university. That's why I lived there. And I was just wanting to show my kids that there's more to life than what's around us. Because literally you walk outside and there's a liquor store, there's a check cash in place, fast food on every corner, so much fast food, it's absurd. And guess how many gyms were in the area? Zero. No, I mean, for miles and miles and miles in either direction. The university, which was probably, we'll say 10, 15, probably, yeah, about 15 miles away, 10, 15 miles away, was the closest gym, right? Yoga studio, forget about it, all right? Meditation studio, are you kidding? No. We didn't have access or exposure to any of those things. I wanted to show them more. That was my mission. Then after losing and regaining my health, not even regaining, but I didn't, I didn't get my health back. I, I've, I went forward. I went forward to another level of health that I didn't even know was possible. And it changed everything for me. And so my mission, and this is the mission that you guys would know me for, my mission and my purpose became to let every single person I could with every single ounce and fiber of my being to let them know what was possible. Whatever chronic illness, whatever discontentment was in their body, whatever they felt trapped in, whether it was a physical issue or a mental or spiritual imprisonment that might have been taking place, that there is a way out. And so I became on fire to help people. And so I was uh, working as a personal trainer. I changed my course of study in college to be all about health and you know kinesiology 
And I started teaching classes. I started doing food prep classes. I started speaking at events. I started writing little pamphlets, my little books. My first books were literally, I went to Office Depot, got a binder, all right? Printed up a bunch of them. Man, do you remember printing copies? Even that whole process, printing up a bunch of them, doing events and people buying this, this book, right? This so-called book. But that was the first step. And I, it's so crazy. I was just talking to somebody, a physician who actually bought the book a long time ago. He came to a class and he still has it. And he still will refer back to it from time to time. And uh, it's really powerful. But from there, starting the Model Health Show. And again, just with the mission of helping as many people as possible. Now, I'm going to share this with you guys. Uh, a couple years ago, I hit a wall. I hit a wall. It's not that I wasn't happy. It's not that I wasn't waking up with a passion to help people and to serve like I had prior, but I just felt a little bit disconnected. And it was going on for a couple of months. You know, it was kind of business as usual. I was very good at what I was doing. I was impacting and, and giving value to the world. I felt fulfilled, but there was something adrift. And what it was was that I surpassed my purpose. I surpassed my mission. And what I believed was my mission, what was possible for me, I wanted to impact the lives of 1 million people, right? Directly and through live events and that kind of thing, I far surpassed that. And so I blew my mission out of the water. And so where does that leave me? Well, you just keep doing the same thing, you keep helping? Yeah, in some aspects, absolutely. But I had to tie myself into something bigger. And so my mission is... A both and, right? It's what I call a both and. It's not just this or that. It's a both and. It's a both and world. And my mission is to help and to serve and to uplift people, uh, specifically in their health and well-being. But my bigger mission that I tied to today was I see, and I didn't want to look at it because I was living in this place of positivity. And I'm a big believer of that. I'm a very optimistic person. But I looked at our current state of connection in the world today. And I see this huge divide, right? People on these far ends of the spectrum fighting. I see a situation where we have children separated from their parents at a border, right? This invisible border. I see a situation where there's an overwhelming amount of violence in our communities, right? St. Louis, a lot of people don't know this, it's the number one murder. And this is something that's it sounds like an esteem because it would be put in songs that I like, that I grew up with. Number one murder capital. It's not Gary, Indiana. It's not Detroit, whatever. Shout out to everybody in those cities, by the way. St. Louis. So overlooked, but such, you know, like there's, an, there's issues, right? So violence also with um, our, our, our law enforcement and also those in the communities and the dissonance there. What my bigger mission is, is that I know that hurt people hurt people. And it's very difficult to be compassionate and to help another person when you don't feel well. It's very difficult to change your financial circumstances and to rise out of a community like I came from if you don't have your own health. You can do it, it's just incredibly hard. And so my bigger mission is today is to help us to solve our bigger conflicts that we have with one another through food, through health, through nutrition, through mental well-being, so that we can have these bigger conversations and we can start working together. So my mission has changed. It's evolved. It's a both and. 
I definitely am passionate about helping people to recover from chronic illnesses. Like that is ingrained in me. But my bigger purpose is to help so that we can all communicate better and love each other at a different level, right? Again, it's very difficult to perspective take. If you are just basic on a basic level, if you're hangry, it's hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Like if you're in a conflict with your significant other, it's just difficult. You can, it's just a lot harder, all right? And I've got some crazy research to share with you guys on that that I will do in a future episode, but that's my purpose today. And so I just wanted to share that to let you know as we dive into this compilation that you have the life preserver on as you jump into this realm of mission and purpose to know that no matter what I choose, it can change. And as long as I'm choosing a purpose or mission to, to lead my life in that direction, I have the opportunity to change it when the time calls for it, all right? But the most important is that I choose something. And so with that said, our first clip that we have, and this is from an episode, was one of the most powerful episodes and one of the most incredible experiences of my personal life and also of in the history of the Model Health Show, and it was having on Dr. Michael Beckwith, who is the founder and leader of the Agape Spiritual Center, and he's a best-selling author, one of the best programs on the planet, the life visioning process. He's been featured on Oprah. He's somebody that Oprah turns to for advice, and also uh, one of the key figures in a movie called The Secret that was just a big phenomenon when it came out. But on the episode he was here with the Model Health Show, he dug in on what the real secret is. And so I think you're really gonna enjoy this clip. In this clip, he's talking about the fact that we have an intention deficit disorder in our society today. Not attention, intention. And intentional living is really the key towards finding ourselves in our purpose, walking in our purpose. And if you really want to uncover your purpose, the first step is to be intentional about it and that will begin to direct your life towards it. And so check out this clip from Dr. Michael Beckwith. Most people, again, until they have, they live with a level of deliberateness in their life, they suffer from an intention deficit disorder. They wake up and they're mainly reacting to circumstances. They're living as a reaction to things that are going on in the world, but they don't have an intention, a driving intention for their own life. So at the end of the day, they've simply just managed their reactions to whatever's going on, rather than establishing an intention, an intention to be your best self, an intention to improve in an area of your life. Now, when you have intention, now the universe through its laws can begin to help you with that intention. But if you don't have any intention, you're just kind of buffeted around on the ocean of life, wondering why you're not going anywhere. So you know, I, I teach people to make sure you establish an intention. It's the same thing in meditation. Mm -hmm. we, we have a point in meditation where you actually establish an intention. Why am I meditating? Yeah. You know, I'm meditating to have a realization of my oneness with life, to activate wisdom, to activate intelligence, uh, to become uh, conscious uh, that, uh, that, that I'm supported. I mean, you can have yeah. whatever intention you want, but to live an, an unintentional life yeah. You're just going to go around in circles. That just makes so much sense. Yeah. Even starting, it's just like, I think a lot of us, um, if we're not trained like in the way that you're discussing uh, with meditation, just like, let's see what happens. Right. You know, versus <laughs> just like, let's, let's set an intention. It's just like when we 
uh, set out out this door, like where are you going? Right. You know, to set that intention. That's powerful. Like I never really. It's 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 necessary because the world of phenomena is swirling. We're gonna go outside in a minute. And we're gonna read a news item about some crazy thing that's happening, and it can just suck our attention, and then we're not going where we need to go because we're caught up in the swirl of something else. You see, so. Uh, intentional living is where we want we, we want to bring people to an intention yeah. now what, what happens is by law I'm talking about mental law you know when you establish an intention um, you start to be to, intention is directional it's like I want to walk in that direction so what happens is the, the, the by law the mental laws start to assist you in walking in that direction now you may not get exactly where you think you want to get it might even be better. Hmm, right. Things may open up that you don't even know exist yet because you've established an intention. Mm. Whereas just, rather than just sitting back and waiting to see what's going to happen, yeah. you know, this, that's a different kind of waiting. You establish an intention, then you wait for wisdom, guidance, direction. But just to, to wait around and see what's gonna happen with your life, that's foolishness. All right, we're putting together a compilation of some of the best guests and best advice for helping you to tap into your mission and purpose and also tying in how our health really relates to our life's purpose. Next up, we've got a clip from one of my favorite episodes as well with Steph Godro, And she's an absolute superstar in health and fitness and really just having healthy body image. And in this clip, she's talking about guidance, right? Guidance is really a big factor and tapping into our mission, right? What's important to you right now? What's important to you is a very powerful guidance in understanding and embracing what your mission looks like. And so she's gonna talk a little bit about that. And also connecting to something outside of yourself and the importance of that. And it doesn't have to be something that's so big and overwhelming. And she's going to detail that for you in this next clip. So let's go to this clip from Steph Godreau. Really, I think mindset comes first, but I also know that for a lot of people, it's the least practical, it's the least tangible thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't touch your values. You can't touch your purpose. It informs what you do. You can cook a meal. And for some people, that is like their really concrete first step, or you can stop right now and do a, we're going to do some air squats and push-ups or whatever it is. It's very tangible. So in the book, I think that a couple of things I, I really want people to think about are the values piece. What's important to me right now? And if the last time you thought about what was important to you was five years ago or 10 years ago, or when you were in high school or when you were in college and you're not at that age anymore, it's time to reassess because when there's this disconnect, it's often because our actions and our values aren't meeting up. There's a, there's a gap. What we're putting our time and energy into is actually stuff that's not super important to us. And that takes boundary setting. That takes assessment, self-assessment. Can we do that without intense self-judgment, though, too? Can we do it from an observational point of view? And I think that that stuff's tricky. But if we're, if we're not reassessing every so often, because life changes, right. 
we might be putting time and energy into things that really aren't that important to us. And sometimes it's easier to define what's not important to you in order to really get to the heart of the issue. So I think that's really important in, in this particular book. And then the other thing is having something outside yourself, some kind of purpose. And I know for some people, they're freaked out by that concept and it doesn't have to be something global. It doesn't have to be something huge, but what is it outside of yourself that you can connect to, that you can feel aligned to? Because again, we have, we have to get, we have to break free from this intense focus on, on self all the time. And it could be something as simple as random acts of kindness. I used to go around and I would take blank note cards and I would write things in them like, you're an amazing human. <laughs> you're, I hope you have a wonderful day. I would just write really generic messages and I would put them in the envelope and put some stickers on it and whatever and leave it and would leave them in random places. I don't know. And I wouldn't hide out in the bushes or anything to find out if anybody ever, ever found them, but I would tuck them into places like I'd go in the grocery store and tuck it in between the cans of whatever, (laughs) or leave it under somebody's windshield wiper in the parking lot or whatever. I mean, it just, things that are so small like that or giving someone an honest compliment you know, when you really look at them and you see them, that's a random act of kindness. That costs you absolutely nothing. Can you take the focus off you for even just a little while? Because when things feel hard, it's so easy to get closed off and isolated. So I think that finding something, some purpose, some little thing, maybe it's a big thing. Maybe you do want to have this, have a huge community and change the world. Or maybe you start with just your, your, your neighborhood, or you start with your family and friends and you really want to connect with them or whatever it is, but find something outside of yourself because the more we can stay connected to that, the less we worry about our own imperfections and the things that we don't have. And we get to to carry that gift on to other people. All right, next up in our purpose compilation is one of the people that's closest to me in my life, and this is CJ Quinney. And CJ is the president of ETA, Eric Thomas and Associates. He's the man behind the scenes, and he's also in the front of the scenes as well, but with Eric Thomas, Dr. Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker in the world. He took him from talent to being the number one motivational speaker in the world. And man, his insights, his gifts, have really translated over into many different domains, right? He's translated over into music as well and seeing one of his music artists being one of the top selling artists in the game right now, right? And just seeing this in multiple dom- domains that the advice that he gives translates over and it's just something that's through and through really, really valuable. And so in this, he's gonna be sharing how your mission can likely be tied to a talent or a gift that you have right now. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I don't know what my gift is. Well, CJ has got you covered in this clip. So let's jump to this conversation with CJ Quinney. 
when people come out to our conferences, what I tell them is you have to find your unique gift, right? I call it your unique selling proposition. You have to find your USP. And people always say, well, how do I find my gift? All right, for everybody in podcast, listener land, write this down. Your gift is what comes easy to you. That's hard for most. All right, I'm gonna say it slow. Well, your gift is what comes easy to you. That's hard for most. So I found my gift in the fifth grade, Sean. I remember uh, Miss Freeman was the class, right? My teacher, Miss Freeman, shout out to Miss Freeman if she's listening. We were in fifth grade and we had a group project. Everybody knows group projects. So I got this group project, right? And we're in the group project and I get paired up with these four young ladies and it's just me, I'm the only guy. And we get in the group project and all the girls said, uh, listen, CJ, we'll do all the work. We just don't want to talk in front of the class. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do any work and I love to talk. So this sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> And so right then I figured out, oh, I have the gift to be able to speak publicly, right? So what happens, Sean, is we look at other people's gifts and then we start to become envious because we don't have that. Real quick story, I hope you don't mind sharing. I wrote a book called My Secret Superpower for my son. All right, my son is four years old and I wrote it because I, I, obviously, you know, my, my son is a, a, a young black male and everybody would always come up to him and say, oh, are you a football player? Are you a basketball player? And I know they didn't mean any harm, right? I, I'm not saying they meant any harm by it, but I always used to look at them and go, whoa, what if he wanted to be an artist or, you know, uh, play the piano or what if he wanted to like go to be a Wall Street investor? I don't know. What, what if he just has these other gifts and everybody would say, are you going to be a football player or a basketball player? And so I wrote this book, Sean, and, and, and I'm not plugging the book. I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Um, no, and you got, you got to plug called, it. I got to jump in here. Yeah, I love I, the book. I, yeah. My son loves the book. So good. Yeah, th yeah thank you, man. That means a lot. But I, So I wrote this book called My Secret Superpower, and I wrote it for my son, right? I dedicated it to my son. And so in the book, my son basically comes home and he says, Dad, 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 you're never going to believe what happened. I got lost in the jungle today. And I say, oh, really? He's like, you want to hear the story? I say, yeah, tell me the story. So he's like, man, I was walking through the jungle, and I'm lost, and all of a sudden, all of, a sudden out of nowhere, a rabbit pops out. Riley the rabbit. He says, Riley, can you help me get home? And Riley the rabbit says, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm too small, too short. I could never help you get home. I'm sorry. And Trey goes, hey, you're small and you're short, but you can jump really high, right? Can you jump over these bushes and see if you see my house? So Riley goes, you're right. I can jump high. So boom, Riley jumps high in the sky and he looks over the bushes. He said, hey, Trey, I didn't see your house, but I did see Gary the gorilla. So Trey goes to Gary the gorilla. He says, hey, Gary, you know, can you help me find my house? And Gary goes, whoa, buddy. No way. I'm way too big. I'm way too slow. I could never help you find your house. And, Tra and Trey goes, you're big, but you're strong, right? And he goes, yeah, I'm strong. He goes, do you think you could knock down these bushes? Help us get to the other side. Sean, long story short, he comes up against Cody the crocodile who, uh, you know, says that his eyes don't work very well. And he's got these really short arms. Trey says, you're a great swimmer. He, uh, he comes up against Jenny the giraffe who's too tall and she's insecure about her neck. But Trey says, you can see high in the sky. They find Bella the bluebird who's too little, but she can fly. And so she looks at and finds the house. And so they use teamwork to get back to the house. And so when I was writing this book, I was writing it for my son to show him that whatever your secret superpower is, embrace it. Here the rabbit is, you know, worried that, you know, she can't do anything because she's too small. And here's the very next character, the gorilla, who's worried about doing, he can't do anything because he's too big. And so I was trying to show my son that whatever your secret superpowers that God gave you, whatever that gift is for you, whatever comes easy to you, that's hard for most, it wasn't, e it wasn't hard for the gorilla to be strong. It wasn't hard for the bunny to jump really high. Those were God-given things that they were given. And after I got done writing it, I wanted to write it for my son. I really said, man, this is for adults too, because I'm bringing this back full circle, Sean, to your point. 
we get to looking at other people and go, man, if I could only speak like E.T., if only I was a wealth of knowledge about health like Sean is, if only I could do branding the way CJ does, if only I could jump like LeBron James, instead of saying, whoa, look at me, look at all of these gifts I have. I see people do stuff that I, like literally, Sean, if you told me to draw a picture of a house, it would, I, it would look like my four-year-old son drew. I just can't draw. But you have people who sit down and can create amazing portraits. But it seems like as humans and even as adults, that, you know, on Instagram or all these other things, we see other people's gift, right? We see somebody in network marketing and we get in network marketing and we don't make 50 cents in network marketing. We don't get one person in our downline and we go, oh, I'm a failure. I can't do it. No, that's not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be doing something totally different. And so that's why I tell people, embrace your own gifts, embrace your own secret superpowers, and the rest of the things will come natural for you because once you fall in your gift, you'll start performing in excellence. And again, excellence attracts excellence. So I right. think we just need uh, to stop comparing and to add another quote to your, your recipe. I heard a quote that said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I absolutely believe that. So embrace who you are and what you are. All right, we're back and we're in our purpose compilation. And if this is resonating with you, and if you have a purpose or mission to improve your health, improve your relationships, your finances, uh, really cultivating that career of your dreams and the thing that you really wanna do in your life, the biggest opportunity that we have is, is to get ourselves exposure, is to get outside of our normal day-to-day -day living and to get ourselves around people who are living and experiencing and doing and teaching the things that we want to gain access to. And this is what I really love about what CJ does and what ET is doing and doing these incredible events all across the country, really all, all over the world. But there's one really special event that happens each year and it's the phenomenal life event. It's an immersion experience where we don't just have the workshops and these powerful talks and tools and tips and insights that are delivered but these are experiences where we get to literally go on adventures together, right? And so this year, we're all going to be in Mexico and I want you to come along with me. So not only are you going to get access to the number one motivational speaker in the world, of course, I'm gonna be there speaking and teaching a workshop and just engaging with you up close and personal. CJ is gonna be there speaking, delivering content. Jamal King, who is the, Nine to five millionaire, he became a multi, multi, multi-millionaire while being a full-time police officer on the Chicago police force. And he's been here on the Model Health Show as well to talk about your financial fitness and well-being and just other incredible speakers and teachers. Not only that, but we're gonna get to go to the pyramids together, all right? You wanna go and explore the pyramids in Mexico with me? Let's do this, let's make it happen. And I've got something really special as a bonus for you happening right now. If you want some one-on-one -on -one time with me, I'm taking five people and they're gonna get 30 minutes at this event to sit down with me and to cover whatever it is that you want to address, whether it's your health and well-being, to put a plan together for you, whether it's your business and you need some advice and some structure and strategy, whether it's your relationships, whatever the case might be, 30 minutes, whatever it is that you want to work on, I'm gonna be there for you. All right, so get access to this right now. Head over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash PL2020. So the letter P, the letter L, and the number 2020. Phenomenal Life 2020. Take action now, all right? This opportunity is going to go away very quickly. As a bonus, you're gonna get 30 minutes with me at the event, and we're gonna go explore together, and we're also going to be able to participate in these powerful events 
It's a once in a lifetime experience. So take action on that right now. And now let's jump back into our purpose compilation. And next up, somebody who really helped to spur this conversation about today is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. He's a best-selling author and a superstar MD in the UK. He actually had a TV show on the BBC called Doctor in the House, all right? Major television show. And he came into the studio recently. And in this clip, he's talking about why passion and purpose is important for your health and how you can actually gain access to more passion in your life through the little things. All right, so check out this clip from Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. So the research tells us this, Sean, tells us that regularly doing things that we love makes us more resilient to stress. Hmm. Yeah. But conversely, being chronically stressed makes it really hard for us to experience pleasure in day-to-day -day things. Hmm. So it works both ways. Yeah. So passion is a huge part of meaning and purpose. It's a huge part of stress. It's a huge part of health. I had a patient maybe a year ago, 52-year-old chap, right? He was the... Um, he was the CFO of a plastics company, local to me. And he came in to see me. And he was, he was married, he had two kids, he had a good job, you know, he was living in a pretty decent house. You know, from the outside, his life was good. But he came in to see me, he said, Dr. Chastity, look, um, some days I kind of struggle to get out of bed in the morning. Um, my motivation's down a little bit. I feel a bit flat about things. Is this what depression is? That's why. We were chatting. I started to try and understand what was going on in his life. I ran some tests, some bloods, they were all normal. And I said, look, how's your job? Your job's okay, I mean, I don't really enjoy it, but I've got to do it, you know, I've got a mortgage, I've got a family to feed, that's why I do my job. I said, okay, how's your marriage? Yeah, so-so, I don't really see my wife that much. Yeah, I guess it's okay. Very, very indifferent. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, have you got any hobbies? What do you do in the week that you enjoy? He said, I don't really have any hobbies, I'm too busy. I said, what about the weekends? Weekends, you know, I've got to do all the house chores, household chores, I've got to take the kids to their sports classes. I don't have time, Doc, for hobbies. I said, okay, did you ever have a hobby? Yeah, you know, like as a kid, as a teenager, I used to love train sets. Hmm. I said, okay, have you got a train set at home? Yeah, I've got one in the attic, but I haven't seen it in years. It's probably, it's probably dusty and, you know, got cobwebs on it. I said, look, what I'd love you to do when you get home tonight is get your train set out. Now, I fully appreciate it's probably not the advice he was expecting from his doctor, <laughs> but that's the advice I gave to him. Anyway, I didn't see him for a few weeks, right? And that's not uncommon. We simply, we have so many patients, we can't follow everybody up. But three months later, I just finished my morning clinic. I, I was in the car park about to do some home visits for the like elderly patients who can't come into the practice. And I bumped into his wife. I said, hey, look, how's your husband getting on? She said, oh man, Dr. Chassie, I just want to say thank you. I feel like I've got the guy I married back again. He comes home from work. He plays on his toy set, on his train set. He's on eBay buying collector's items. <laughs> and he's subscribed to like some monthly magazine now. I thought, okay, that's great. I, I felt really good. I still hadn't seen him. Three months later, I was looking at my clinic list and his name's on it. He had done some blood tests and he was coming in to see me for the results. So I said, hey, how are you getting on compared to six months ago? He said, doc, I feel like a different person. Life is good. I've got energy. I feel motivated and I'm concentrating much better. I said, okay, great. How's your job? My job, I love it now. I'm really getting a lot out of my job. How's your relationship with your wife? 
so good. It's the best it's been for years. Mm. So Sean, I'm going to ask you a question. Did that chap, did that man have a mental health problem? I mean, he certainly had symptoms that would be consistent with a mental health problem. You know, yeah. I could have diagnosed him with something yeah. like depression, potentially. Yeah. But it's not what he really had, a deficiency of passion in his life. Mm. And when we corrected his passion deficiency, when he corrected his passion deficiency, not only does he feel better in himself, now that the job that he didn't like so much, he's enjoying and getting more out of, now his relationship's starting to improve. And this is why I'm so passionate about passion, yeah. right? We talk about health, we talk about the amount of vegetables we're eating, we're talking about the workouts we do or don't do. And of course that's important, but I want people to give passion the same priority as they will give to the number of vegetables they have on their plate, right? It is so important. So the prescription I give to people is, can you give yourself a dose of pleasure every day? Even if it's just for five minutes, it could be reading a book, going for a walk, listening to a podcast, right? It could be, you know, it could be coming home from work, putting on your computer, going on YouTube, finding your favorite comedian and laughing for five minutes. I don't care what it is, but that's my challenge to everybody listening to this podcast. Can you give yourself five minutes of pleasure and passion every day? And the second um, request I'd make of the audience, I know it's your audience, but if you don't mind, I, my request I'd make of them is, have a think. When was the last time you did something in your life that you really, really loved? Something you did not just to post on social media, but something you did because it makes you feel good. Hmm. If it's not been for a while, that's okay. But I would suggest today at some point, you look at your calendar, you make some calls, and you schedule it into your diary. Passion is important for your health. It's as important, I would argue, as any other component of your health. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this could be roller skating. This could be hula hooping. This could be uh, you know, walking your dog. This could be basketball. When we think about purpose, we tend to just immediately jump to what we do for a living, for our job. Yeah. And you just gave a great example that him doing something that he loved fed back into his work and he found greater love there as well. So please keep that in mind because we all have this opportunity to start this today. But I think it's a matter of giving ourselves permission to do something that we love, yeah. which is crazy we have to say that, but it's just like today we're so distracted and we're so quote busy but I'm telling you right now, there are people who are far busier than you who are far happier because they've given themselves permission to do something that they love. For sure. Yeah. And, and you know, the reason I share these examples is I really want to make health accessible for people. I don't want people to think, oh, you know, meaning and purpose is quite lofty. It's quite, many people might feel it's quite unattainable. Like depending on where your life is currently right now, that idea of having meaning and purpose may, may be quite stressful to think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think passion is a beautiful entry point because you don't have to change anything else. Just start putting a little bit of passion into your daily life. And what you'll find is it starts to feed you. It starts to nourish you. And over the coming weeks, over the coming months, other things in your life will start to become clear. And it's like a knock-on effect. You don't have to go from zero to hero. You don't have to suddenly quit your job, find the job of your dreams, You know, find the partner of your dreams, the dream house. That's not what I'm talking about. Take these small steps and the small steps will take care of the big steps later.
All right, I hope that you're enjoying this purpose compilation. And again, just a reminder, a big part of our purpose and fulfilling our purpose and our mission is fueling our health. It's very difficult to engage in our goals and to really step up to our highest level, to reach our full potential if we're not healthy. And so fueling our bodies is a big part of that. And even for me and many people in my family and my friends, I get them all on board with making sure that they get themselves a high quality green drink, right? A concentration of low temperature process green superfoods that provide a plethora of nutrients that are far above this so-called multivitamin status that is just processed synthetic vitamins and minerals. Like, can your body actually use that stuff? Well, what we've done recently is we shifted gears and we're looking at a whole food concentrate. And so the green juice formula that I use features spirulina, which it has one of the most rare nutrients that's ever been discovered called phycocyanin. Phycocyanin has been clinically proven to uh, fortify and boost stem cell production. So there's something called stem cell genesis. What other food do you know that has the power to do something like that, right? Stem cells become really anything that your body needs. It's, it's like a finite resource within your body and to, to, to stimulate more production of stem cells is really, really valuable and powerful. But also it's one of the most dense green superfoods as well, along with chlorella that's in there that has uh, really powerful antioxidant capacity and it's also known to be a clinically proven oral chelator. So something that helps your body to chelate out heavy metals is in this green juice formula, right? So the vitamins, the nutrients, the enzymes, the phytonutrients, also high sources of high quality bioavailable protein as well. Spirulina is about 70% protein by weight, whereas chlorella is somewhere around 50 to 60% protein by weight, bioavailable protein, all right? So just really, really powerful stuff and it actually tastes good. And if you're not utilizing Organifi yet, seriously, you gotta get on it. Even my kids every day are getting the green juice. They've also got a powerful red juice formula. I make sure that I'm getting these nutrients into their bodies to fuel their little missions as well. And so pop over there, check them out. It's Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off everything that they carry, 20% off, all right? So make sure that you get yourself the green juice formula. I travel with it. I get the green juice go packs and I bring that along with me when I travel. Easy to just open up, pour it into a water bottle and keep it moving, all right? And you always feel just this fresh, revitalizing feeling when you have the green juice. And so pop over there, check them out. It's organifi.com forward slash model for 20% off. And now let's get to our next featured person on our compilation for our mission and purpose. And this one is Lisa Nichols. Now, this is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Lisa's a best-selling author, uh, number one female speaker in the world. And just, she's in the top of the game of speakers, period. She has such a powerful spirit and she came, dropped into the studio and just delivered gem after gem. And in this clip, she's gonna be reiterating the importance of understanding your value, right? Sometimes knowledge of our gifts, our purpose and value can get clogged up mentally and emotionally because of things we're holding on to that do not serve us. So listen to Lisa Nichols break down how to free yourself of the extra baggage and tap into your value. This is a clip from Lisa Nichols. I believe that in this climate, and, and I think it, it happened before, it, it existed before, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, 50 years ago, but now more than ever, um, we listen to the noise. 
that my my grandmother says other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Mm-hmm. That who you woke up as this morning has to be enough, irregardless of the activities of the day. And so if you look at who do I see myself before anything else happens? Am I whole and complete inside of my imperfection? Especially with social media, you yeah. you look for the likes. Yeah. You know, I I was just saying um, in the in the message I was delivering the other day in church that my job, your job, is to get up and like you, and every other like on Facebook is bonus. <laughs> but you <laughs> yeah. liked you first, yeah. and and I think the journey to liking you, the journey to getting to that place, that's where where everyone's seeking. That's what people seek when they step on my campus. That's what people seek. And, and ideally we watch people get to that point when they've studied with us for a while. And what that looks like is if you want to know, in my opinion, the first thing to do is to become whole and complete with every decision you've ever made. Because we're we're holding ourselves hostage to our past decisions, actions, behaviors, the things we did that we felt we shouldn't do and the things that we felt we should have taken a leap on that we didn't take a leap on. So one, become whole and complete with all of your past decisions, because when you know more, you do more. And you made all your decisions based on what you knew at the time. And you can't measure the man or woman you are based on the decision you made back then based on what you know now. You didn't know then what you know now. If I knew then at 29, what I know now at 51, excitedly my 51, I wouldn't have made those decisions, but I knew what I knew. And so I did what I did based on what I knew. So one, become whole and complete with your with, with all your decisions. Two, recognize that forgiveness is not about partnering anyone else in your life. Decision is about opening up more internal real estate for love and possibility in yourself. So I think forgiveness of yourself and forgiveness of others. So if you ask me the two things, one is to become whole and complete with your decisions and your actions from 20 years ago. Become whole and complete with those because you knew what you knew. That's why you did what you did. And two, recognize that forgiveness is not about partnering a behavior. It's not about giving, um, it's not about giving acceptance to what occurred. It's about opening up more real estate in your body in your heart and in your soul for what's possible in the future because two things can't occupy the same space. So where there's hate, anger, shame, blame, there cannot be love and possibility. All right, our final clip in this compilation for our mission and purpose is with my really, really good friend, Jay Ferugia. Now, Jay is offering up really practical advice to get tapped into your mission here in this clip. And Jay knows a thing or 20 about cultivating mission and his mission has evolved and grown over the years and he's somebody who was in the fitness domain online he's one of the very first people to be coaching and uh, creating programs for fitness online I'm talking about like the early 2000s he was doing this and now he's just uh, such a powerful connector uh, such a, a inviting spirit who's just really helped me to feel more welcome as soon as I step foot here in California just such a great guy and in this clip I'm asking Jay why it's important to have a mission. So here's what he had to say. It's important because then it guides everything you do, you know, throughout the day, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, in your personal life, in your business. So if you if you have that focus, and sometimes people read something like that and they're like, oh, well, I don't know what my mission is. And so then they get overwhelmed searching for a mission. And I get that. 
if you don't have a mission right now, if it's not super clear, like it might be for you, I think what you should do is get up in the morning, leave the house, and your mission is try to make people feel better. Engage with people. You, there's a 100% chance, not a 99, 100% chance that everyone you meet will have stress, they'll have anxiety, they'll have insecurity, they'll have unhappiness, they'll have something that they're struggling with. So if you know that, you can make their day better in some way. You can give them a compliment, a smile, you can crack a joke, whatever it might be. And then at the end of the day, if that's all you ever did, you would feel exponentially better because look at the joy you brought to so many people's lives. So that's your mission. Until you figure out what your mission might be, whether it's to build schools for people, whatever, from now on, that should be your mission. That was my mission. And that is my mission every day, make people feel better. If, if that's what it said on, on my tombstone, here lies Jay, he made people feel better, I'd be happy about that. You know, and that's how you change the world. Like, we're not all going to be Dr. King as much as we might want to be. And, um, you know, I, I've looked up to people like that my whole life, but we're not all going to reach that level. But you can do it on a smaller level, on a grassroots level, on the people in your life. And if they, they pay that forward to other people, you've changed the world in some way. All right. Thanks to Jay for highlighting that what really brings us joy and purpose in our lives at the simplest level is bringing joy and happiness and entertainment and insights and peace to other people. And thank you for tuning into this episode today. And really, again, I just appreciate you so much for being interested in this topic and for today, moving forward, setting that intention each day, as Michael Beckwith talked about, to be that driving force because intention is directional. By setting an intention on what your mission is, even for the day, can help to drive the way that you feel, your thoughts, and of course, your correlating action. So it's of the most uh, important value today more than ever to really get intentional about the way that you're living. And a big thank you to all the guests that I've had here on the Model Health Show. And we've got some powerhouse guests coming your way very soon. And I want to leave you with this quote from Maya Angelou that says, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. So whatever that mission and purpose is, it's inside of you right now. And it's your job to let it loose. It's your job to share and to experience and to express that in the world. And she said that there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And that's what's creating a lot of our psychological and emotional turmoil is not expressing and sharing our gifts and our capacities and our talents with the rest of the world. All right, so I hope that you today got some value out of this and getting tapped into what your mission and purpose is. And my mission is to deliver you some more powerful episodes. So we've got that coming up for you very, very soon. All right, have an incredible day ahead. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.